such a privilege to be here this morning to worship the Lord. I'm just, I am overwhelmed with this sense of privilege this morning. I feel privileged to be here. I feel privileged to come together, to gather together, to worship the Lord, to edify each other, to, um, to encourage one another in the Lord this morning. Um, and so I'm excited to enter into worship. I'm super excited to hear the word. His hands are cold. His hands are cold this morning. And I know this sounds weird, but when his hands are cold, it usually means it's a phenomenal service. <laughs> we're not superstitious. I promise you, we're not superstitious people. But there sometimes are patterns to things. And I don't Absolutely. even notice, but this morning while we were praying in the room, there's no pressure on us because the Holy Spirit is good. They and are a he's, chilly. Yeah. They are. Um, I was like, oh, your hands are cold. That's, that's going to be a good service. <laughs> so um, just excited this morning for what God's going to do. Amen. Uh, as we were praying this morning, uh, somebody brought up Isaiah 41.10. I just want to read that real quick, and then we'll do a call to worship together. It says, Fear not, for I am with you. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Amen. Stand with me, guys. We're going to do a call to worship this morning out of Hebrews 4, uh, verse 16. On the count of three, we're going to say this all together. One, two, three. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hallelujah, Lord. We worship you, King of kings and Lord of lords. We're going to take communion this morning. And I want to talk a little bit about communion. Because it's time to just have a little talk about communion. Pastor Jason and I have talks about things, lots of different things, um, throughout the weeks. We're really prayerful about the timing of when we talk about things. And um, I don't know if it was last week, I think it was the week before, he just did this phenomenal message about how it's our responsibility to discern um, prophetic words. It's our responsibility as individual believers to um, be able to discern what is true and what is not, what is what is for us personally and what is not for us personally of the, the hundreds, thousands of uh, kind of ministries that are out there that are putting things out there. And I loved that message because it's equipping us. It's equipping us to not need to be spoon-fed, you know, and um, by someone else, but rather to come into a deeper relationship, working relationship with the Holy Spirit. Um, so we've been talking a lot about communion. And um, communion defined as the sharing or exchanging of intimate thoughts and feelings, especially when the exchange is on a mental or spiritual level. Now, that's just the, the worldly definition of communion. And then when I go to the word in First um, Corinthians, where did you go? Chapter 11, starting in verse 28. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. Ouch. Like, wow. That is why many among you are weak and sick, 
and a number of you have fallen asleep. But if we were more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, when we are judged in this way by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be finally condemned with the world. It is so important that as we come to the table of communion, that it's never mindless. You are never taking communion just because it's sitting here. Ever. Ever. (laughs) You are coming to the table to partake of the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. You are coming... Let me go back here. You are coming to share intimate thoughts and feelings and exchange those on a spiritual level with your Lord and your Savior. And if you're not in a place where you feel like you can do that, then don't. Then, then don't. Wait until you are. Wait until you are. Don't ever mindlessly partake of the body and the blood of Christ. You can take communion every single day. We consecrate the elements. We consecrate the grape juice. We consecrate the cracker. That means we set it apart and we call it holy. We call it holy and so it is holy. And I can do that in my living room. I can do that with a Twinkie and chocolate milk. As a pastor a long time told us when we were very, very young, he said, take communion on your wedding night. I don't care if it's with a Twinkie and chocolate milk. Consecrate it as holy. Do not, it's time for believers to be in the word, to read that word. I'm going to tell you again where it's at, just so you can go home and just check me, because you should be. (laughs) First Corinthians chapter 11. Communion is this, oh my goodness, it's just this gift. Like he hasn't given us so many good gifts already, but this is just a gift where we get to partake. of the fullness of the love of our Lord. The fullness of it. The fullness of it. The fullness of it. Thank you, Jesus. Give some directions. Oh, directions. As you come, we're going to take the elements. Um, You're going to get your elements and then head back to your seats and hold on to them because we are going to partake together. Um, these two side aisles are one way forward. So if you're in these two side sections, you're going to come forward to the table and then um, circle back around to your seat. These, the front of these sections, you also can come forward down these side aisles. If you're in the back of these two sections, toward the back, you can go to the center aisle and head to the back table and circle around to your seat. So one way back and one way up. And in this way, we avoid traffic jams. So if you want to... two cups. Oh, thank you. There's also two cups. Um, The bottom cup has the cracker and the top cup has the juice. And in that way, you only have to pick up one item and you can do so without touching anyone else's things. So I invite you to um, get your elements and then we'll partake together. I just want to read something out of Ephesians 2. But God, who was rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when... We were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, 
you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For grace, by grace, you have been saved through faith. And not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Let's just take a moment. Just lay everything down at his feet. Every struggle, every sin. Every worry, every care at the feet of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We lay it all down. We lay it all down. We lay it all down. And we thank you for what you've done. Father, we thank you for sending your son. We thank you for the work of the cross. We thank you for all that that paid for. We thank you for eternity with you. We thank you for your healing touch and power. We thank you for your resurrection. Father, we thank you. We thank you. The Bible says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, <clears throat> that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. We had given thanks. He broke it. And he said, Take, eat. This is my body which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake. Guys, you want to stand with me? We've got one more worship song. I just want to encourage you, the altars is open. The communion tables will be moved out of the way. If you just have some business to do with the Lord this morning, just come up here. If you just want to worship him this morning and you just want to be in his presence, worship where you're at, worship up here. Just come to the altar if you feel led to come to the altar. Because God is good, he is risen, and we can worship him. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us worship. I just want to stay right here. I really want to stay right here. So um, 
around our house, we have these sumac trees and they grow up kind of in these weird places. And this is our fifth summer in this house. Starting in the first summer, I'd go and I'd lop off those sumac trees and I felt like a really great keeper of my landscaping. We are not landscapers, but I was feeling really proud at this moment that I'm ridding us of these sumac trees. And I literally woke up the other day and the sumac trees, they come back every year, multiple times. They grow so fast. And the, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he speaks to me so often when I'm cleaning and when I'm landscaping. It's unbelievable because he's a cleaner. He's a cleaner, man. He's a cleaner. He, the blood of Jesus wipes away every sin. It breaks every chain. It leaves nothing. There's nothing that can come against it. He's a cleaner. And um, he said to me, why do you keep doing the same thing over and over again? And they keep growing back. You've got to get the root. I was like, Lord, the root. I mean, I've seen one. They're everywhere. You can't get the roots. I've had Roundup. I've had Roundup forever. All these years, there's been a big giant thing of Roundup in my garage. But guess what? It doesn't do me any good in my garage if I don't apply it to the problem. Okay, so when, I'm, when you're talking about spiritual roots, and I believe the Lord wants to talk about a spiritual root of fear. There's a, there's a spiritual root of fear in people's lives. And I'll tell you what, when it comes in in babyhood, when it comes in in childhood, that sucker is thick. It's been there for generations. And I just look at the Lord and say, you're, that's all you, Father. I can't pull that thing out. I can't pull that thing out. I can't get that. I keep fighting it. I will never stop fighting it. We'll never stop coming against it with the word of God. So I went out this time and I had my loppers and I have to crawl like amongst full grown bushes and hostas. Like this is not the time to do it, but whatever. I'm in there and I'm lopping it off and I'm just dousing the rest of it and round up. And all morning long, the Lord's telling me, you need to tell them, you need to tell them. They got to spray the root. They got to spray the root. They got to spray the root. I've been lopping, I lop off every, every, everything that tries to grow up that is not of him. I chop it off. I chop it off. I chop it off. You got to spray the root. And I said, Lord, what is in that bottle? What is the bottle? It's got to be faith, right? Lord, it's got to be faith. And up until five minutes ago, I'm standing up here and we're talking about communion. It's love. It is the love of Christ poured out. It is the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is liquid love and perfect love casts out fear. It is the love of Jesus. You've got to spray the root. You've got to spray the root. You've got to spray the root. That tormenting spirit, whether it's fear, and I'm telling you, the Lord has just come against fear. The, the fear of um, deception and the spirit of deception. Do you know that the um, intimidation, the spirit of fear, it's also rooted in self-preservation, which is why when it's planted in childhood, it's so hard to uproot it. Because self-preservation is an instinct that's God-given. It's okay, it's God-given. But a spirit of fear will take it, take hold of it, and it will distort it. It will distort it. So my prayer lately has been, Lord, I abandon myself to your care. I abandon myself to your care. The Lord is going after, and he wants you to go after the root of the spirit of fear, the spirit of deception in your life. It's coming at you from all sides. Not one person in this place can say, oh, I got no fear. <laughs> but then you're just up there with Jesus. You shall come to your house. 
We all battle. We all battle because it's coming at us from all sides. And I just want to go back into this time of worship just for a little bit, whatever you guys want to do. The love of Jesus, the love of Jesus, the love of Jesus, the love of Jesus. It's full. It's full. It's lacking nothing. It's lacking nothing. And it's free. It's free to us. The love of Jesus. Guys, we have a testimony where someone's going to share in just a minute. But we're not quite done here yet. It's one of those times where I want to keep moving on. And he's saying, not yet. There are several of you out there this morning who are still resisting that love. You are still resisting that love that he wants to pour all over you every root, every issue, everything from generation to generation. There are some of you out there that are still resisting it, and I'm going to keep on singing this song until you get there. Because this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. So if that's you, come on, come up here this morning. Come up here this morning. Do not sit in your seats. Do not take this lightly. He wants to transform your life this morning. Come up here. Come up here. Come up here. Come on, guys. Who is it? Come up here. Ellie, come on back. Come on. Come on. Who is it, guys? We're not there yet. Come on, guys. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Yes, thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Father. We just love Jesus who washes Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We praise your name. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed.
Perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love. Jesus is the representation of perfect love that casts out fear. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for those who've come forward. Father, a blessing upon them in Jesus' name. Father, thank you. You are taking care of a root system that only you can take care of. Father, we do our part, but then you do your part. And your part is so much better, so much greater. More of you and less of us. More of you and less of us. More of you and less of us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I got a testimony here, Ryan. I'm going to give you a testimony real quick from this week. And then I want to sing, oh, praise the name one more time. And when we sing it, guys, I just want to shout it out to the rooftops. I picture when Jesus is coming back, it's like, is this the song we're singing? I don't know. But in every nation, in every language, in every tongue, every knee shall be bowed, and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. Go ahead, man. Yeah, I just felt, um, you know, a strong prompting to kind of come up here this morning. We had a scary time this past week. Uh, it's, it's not easy when you get a phone call that says uh, your wife's been, been in an accident. And uh, she got hit by going about 50 miles per hour, just almost T-bone straight on. But the Lord saved her, de- de- delivered her. She was not hit head on. She just hit about two feet to the left. And if it was hit head on, I don't know if she w- w- would have been here. Uh, both parties walked out c- completely good. Uh, the other people that hit, hit her, um, they had two, two kids in, in the back. And uh, the two kids were fine, and the lady that hit her were fine. And then my, my wife actually walked, walked out with all very uh, small, small injuries compared to what, what, what could have happened. And the song that just keeps go, or, uh, going over in my mind is uh, that he sends his angels to guard us. Um, I, I constantly keep, keep going over that. I mean, he's very real, two, two feet over. Uh, I don't know if she would have been here or in the condition that she would have been, been in. Uh, but everybody was able to guard that. So I just want to tell you just what, what, what happened. It's very scary, but uh, at the same time, he is Amen. our protector. He's here to protect us always because uh, he is the Lord, our protector. So Hallelujah. we just want to thank, thank the Lord. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Guys, can we just sing, oh, praise the name, just our voices one more time. Lead us, please. Lord, we worship you, Lord. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in our hearts, in our lives. We thank you for supernatural protection. Father, we thank you that you send your angels to guard us. Father, we thank you for your Son. We thank you for your Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. You are an all-consuming God all-consuming God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name. Thank you, Lord. Amen, 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 amen. Okay, guys, we're going to have a time of, uh, it's our time of greeting. So if you have uh, children, uh, we've got our sermon bags available for you guys in the kid corner, which is to my right, to your left. So we encourage you to go back there. Most of the kids know their bags and know their colors. Uh, so there's no worry there. They can go grab those. Also, we'll have some offering buckets up here. Uh, if you have brought your offering today, you can bring it up here to the front or slip it in the box in the back. Amen? Amen. All right. We'll be back up in a minute. Oh.
All right, church family. I have a couple of announcements. Um, tonight, Youth Night is starting at 6 o'clock tonight down in the youth room. Um, it's for grades 6 through 12th. We will have a time of worship. We'll have teaching by Pastor Jason. Um, there's also hangout. You know, there's hangout time. They play pool. They play ping pong. They draw on the chalkboards. They have a really good time. Um, I feed all the kids. We usually have pizza and these little mini sandwiches that are really good. So if you are youth, come on down and hang out with us. If you know a youth, go ahead and invite them. Um, if you are a person who wants to hang out with youth, hey, let us know. You know, if that's something that you uh, feel like is something you feel called to do, is just kind of, it's really easy. You just hang out um, and pray together, and it's, it's really a good time. So that's tonight at 6 p.m. At the same time that that's going, the Luciano group, starting at 6.30, will be meeting here in the sanctuary. It's a really great group. It's really good teaching. Um, just really excellent teaching. So I encourage you to come tonight at 6.30 here in the sanctuary for uh, the Luciano group and also the youth night downstairs. Um, another announcement I have is Operation Christmas Child. So OCC is something we do each year. We like to do it well. Uh, Janie Johnson and the, the team of women just are so diligent. I mean, they're out there you know, garage sailing, trying to get quality items um, all year long. They're working on this. And then somewhere toward November, we have a packing party. And it's a really good time. It's a family event. And these, these boxes go out, and they really do make a difference. They make a difference globally. The, the gospel is spread. So this month, we are collecting soap. I think that they prefer ivory soap, right? Okay, ivory soap because it floats. You wouldn't think that's not a big deal in our country because our water is clean and you can find the bar of soap in the bathtub, hopefully. But in a nation where they're, where they're bathing, because I didn't understand, why does it have to float? Well, when they're bathing in a river or in a lake or dirty water or whatever, you have to see your soap. So ivory soap, washcloths, combs and brushes, hair accessories, Band-Aids, lip balm, and cash is always welcome. Cash actually makes it easier for them um, because then the ladies can find the holes. They can see what they need um, and they can fill those holes. So if you want to give to that on the offering envelope, there will be a line, I think, for missions, and you can just write OCC. So that is always welcome. Um, but Operation Christmas Child, it's a really worthy mission, and we're, we're happy to support it, and we invite you to participate, even as a family, participate. Um, okay. So the ivory soap, if you didn't hear, it doesn't contain any animal fats. And so when the boxes are given out in Muslim areas, it doesn't pose a kind of conflict for them, and their children are able to receive the boxes without conflict. Yes? Thank you, Camille, for that, that insight. That's good. Um, lastly, if this is your first time here, we are so happy to have you. Um, we're always happy to worship together. Um, we love to know that you were here. First-time guests, if you could shoot us an email at info at ecfchurch.org and just let us know that you were here. Like, hey, my name is Susie, and I was here. Um, that's enough. It just lets us know to pray for you, and we will. Um, and we're just happy to um, connect with you. So if, it's, if you're a first-time guest, you can send uh, your name and number or whatever you want to info at ecfchurch.org. If you have a prayer request, praise report, or testimony, you can go ahead and send those to prayer at ecfchurch.org because, again, it's our honor to pray with you and for you. And that is all that I have. Okay, guys, we're ready to do, continue to worship the Lord with our giving. Amen. Amen. I got a couple shouts out there. Yeah? Okay. 
Uh, I know we're not passing the offering buckets. I know we're doing a little bit differently. Uh, there are offering buckets up here at the break. Uh, if you haven't given it yet, you can always do it on the way out. There's a box on the left-hand side of those doors going back. Uh, First Chronicles 29. <clears throat> First Chronicles 29. I've been losing my voice a little bit, so I told Chet, I'm going to leave this up here with my Penn State cooler here on my Deer Park water, so I'm ready to go, so you won't have to go running during the middle of the service to try to help me out if I'm losing my voice. First Chronicles 29, starting in verse 12. Both riches and honor come from you. Come from him and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. Now therefore, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. Look at that. Both riches and honor come from him. They come from him. Yes, we have to be diligent. Yes, we have to work hard. But what comes to us is coming from him. Which is why he just asks us to trust him with our finances. Trust him in testimony after testimony after testimony of trusting in him. I've got a small testimony I want to give on finance. I wasn't going to do this. I just feel like the Lord wanted me to share this. So uh, then I'm going to get into, my, into the message here. This is still about kind of uh, God's goodness and faithfulness. It always is. All of that is about his goodness and faithfulness. Uh, I don't know. I've been fasting the news this week. Ah, you too? And guess what? I'm here. And you know what? I'm less stressed than I was last week when I was here. Because you know what? I didn't look at the news. I mean, at all. No Twitter feeds. No Apple news. Like, let me just check some things out. No sports news. Nothing. And you know what? There was probably two things that were important for me to know this week. Two. You know what? God found a way to get me that information. Somebody sent me a text. Hey, did you see what the governor said? Ding. Oh, okay. Well, I'll look at that because God sent it to me. I didn't tell a single person that I was fasting the news. I didn't put it on social media. Just so you know, I'm getting off social media. Nobody sent me anything. Nope. Completely free of it. And I'll tell you what. I am much better this week than I was last week because I'll tell you what, the more you feast on those things, the more you begin to look at those things, the more you begin to look to the world and say, what is going on? What's happening? And it distracts us, guys. It distracts us from the message of the gospel. And the enemy is trying to distract us, trying to distract the church between mask or no mask and gather or don't gather. It's all a distraction. It's just all a distraction. And the gospel of message, the gospel of Jesus Christ is what we need to continue to preach, what we need to continue to talk about, and then show the love of God everywhere that we go. Everything else has really been just a distraction, honestly. And it's, there's real stuff going on out there, but it's a distraction. I say all that because the other piece of news that came to me is that in, maybe in today's paper or somewhere they were posting uh, the list of businesses who got the PPP loan, which is the Payroll Protection Plan loan that came from the CARES Act, and I'll tell you what, God is good. God is good. God is good. And this is the testimony I have for you guys, is when I first saw that that was available, and it was available to churches and schools, because we have a school here as well, I began to say, you know what, we need to get this money. We need to get this loan in. We need to put it in. And I know a lot of people have, 
And, you know, when it, everyone needs to be spirit-led when we're going after things, anything, really. We have to be spirit-led. And I just was praying about it, praying about it. I'll tell you what, I did not have a great piece about it, but we applied for the money anyway. And we got approved. And the money came. And I just didn't have peace. And I talked to the board. We talked about this. I just didn't have peace. I just didn't have peace. I just didn't have peace. And finally, I was like, I need to send the money back. I need to send the money back. I am trusting in God for the finances of this church. I am not trusting in the government. I am not trusting. Now, if you got, I'm not saying anything. If you got the loan and you felt you needed to do that for your business, that's okay. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm saying for me, for us, for Erie Christian Fellowship Church, I said, you know what? I, as soon as I let that go, I said, thank you, Jesus. I am free of that. I am completely free of that. And you know what? Faithful giving of this church and the, and the parents at the school honoring their tuition payments, we have not missed anything. We have been able to do what we need to go do. We have been able to continue to minister the gospel. We've continued to be able to do things. Yes, we had to reduce some hours uh, for certain employees, but just there wasn't as much going on, actually, at the same time. So all of that is to say that God is faithful. And we can trust him. We can trust him. And you can trust him if you got the loan. And if he told you don't get the loan, then don't get the loan. You understand what I'm saying? So we have to be obedient to these things. And I laughed as we talked with Tammy a little bit uh, on it. Our Tammy does our, our finances and our bookkeeping. You know, I said, Tammy, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done this. Guys, guess what? I made a mistake. <laughs> Pastor Jason made a mistake. He didn't pray through something all the way. Yes, guys, you will make mistakes too, but guess what? God made a way to recover from that mistake. He made a way that I could send that money back. There was no penalty. There was no issue. And you want to know something? Is that it became a testimony. When I called our banker at Northwest, and I said, excuse me, Matt, I need to tell you something. I'm returning the check, all of it, right now. Matt, you there? He's like, what? He's like, but the way it works out, you're not going to have to repay that money back. Like, it's going to be forgiven to you. There's thousands and thousands of dollars that is just being offered to you. I don't understand. It's like, nobody's giving this money back. I said, I feel like the Lord's told us to give it back. That I shouldn't have applied for it in the first place. And I'm trusting God for it, and I'm sending it back. It was a testimony to him. He says, I've never heard anything like that. He goes, I just, I never heard anything like that. Jason, what you're saying to me right now is moving on my heart. Thank you for sharing that with me. Thank you for calling me. So I'll tell you what, God is faithful. God is good and he will take care of us. And we just have to be led by the spirit. We have to do what he tells us to go do. And he will take care of the rest. It may not look wise in the world's eyes. It does, I mean, that move, financially, that move on a spreadsheet on a piece of paper, is like, what are you doing? Why would you give back that money? It's going to be... Because the Lord said to do it. And I just want you guys to know, maybe we're in the paper today. Maybe we're in the paper that we got the loan. I can just let you know, we already sent it back. So and I don't know what the paper says about it or what they're doing. I know other churches have gotten in the area, but I just want you to guys to know, uh, full disclosure, this is not a financial meeting, but full disclosure, I really felt like it was important for you guys to understand and know your leadership is trusting God, not the government, to keep this place open. Amen? Okay. All right. Uh, so let's pray over our tithes and offerings today. Father, we just thank you, Lord, 
Father, we just thank you for being so faithful to us. Father, thank you, Lord, that even when we make a mistake, even when we mess up and we try to take things into our own hands, you make a way of escape. (laughs) Father, thank you for making a way of escape, of being able to take something that we've done wrong or missed it or didn't pray it through, and Father, you are able to work all things out for good for those who love you, those who are called according to your purpose. And thank you, Father, for working out. Thank you for this church, these faithful givers, Lord. And even in the craziest times of this virus and all this other stuff, that we did not have to rely on anybody else but you and you alone. And Father, I pray that you bless each person, each giver. Father, multiply their finances so that they can be a distribution center for you. Father, help us to reach the poor in even a greater way, Lord. Help us to come out of this time with more money in our bank that we can be able to distribute more to those who are in need. More. Father, I pray for promotions. Father, I just pray for supernatural provision in all of our lives. And we thank you for it. And Father, as I begin this message it's given us this morning, I just pray, Father God, that it will just resonate with each and every one of us. Father, that it will just resonate and pierce our hearts that we will know how good you are, how faithful you are, and that you love us so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, well, my first point was that I fasted the news, but I already told you that. And I'll tell you what, guys, I, I challenge some of you to try that this week. Come on. <clears throat> I challenge you to If there is a piece of news or information that you need to know, my guess is someone's going to let you know what it is. And it's just a challenge I have for you. Because, as I, and I was so, I'm just being honest with you. So I usually get my news from Twitter, and I was just was like, ooh, ooh. Like every, I see the Twitter app right on my front page, right on the, my front screen on my phone. You know how many times you cleared, it tells you on your screen time, right? 70 times today you opened your phone. It's only 2 o'clock. Oh, my gosh, right? So I'm picking up my phone, and Twitter's right there. Ooh, it's top left-hand corner. You know, it's got that nice blue, that nice little, like, that blue aqua color with the little bird in there. It's like, if I just, if I just click that, some eerie news now stuff will pop up, maybe some AP feed, little fox. Maybe I'll just hit it. And I'll tell you what, it was a struggle. It was a struggle to be like, you know what? No. God said no, not this week. I'm not saying I'm going to fast news forever, but he said no, not this week. And it goes along with this message because here's here's what I'm going to tell you. We've been talking about all the stuff that's going on there, and there's prophetic words that are going on out there. And I preached a couple weeks ago that we need to be prepared. We need to be prepared, both spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, mostly spiritually, But in the natural realm, there's some preparations that we need to do, and we ask the Lord to tell us what those things are. But here's what I can tell you. You will not be prepared for everything that's going to come at you. I'm sorry. You're not going to be prepared, and you're just like, oh, Pastor Jason, that's like the worst news you could have ever given me this morning. No, it's the best news I can give you, because you know what happens when you find yourself not prepared in a situation? What do we do? We have to turn to him. We have to turn to him. We must turn to him. In fact, I'm preaching to the youth tonight. I, the question I have for them is, does God give you more than you can handle? And I started asking some of the youth, they're like, oh, no, no, God won't do that. He's good. It says in the Bible. 
you know, that it, I said, where does it say that in the Bible? Where does it say in the Bible that he will not give you more than you can handle? In fact, no, he does give you more than you can handle. Eight kids, testimony right here. More than I can handle, more than she can handle. And the reason he does that, the reason he does these things is because you cannot but only trust in him. Only trust in him. I'm not saying he puts things on you. I'm not saying he's putting sickness on you, whatever. But there are times when he allows things to happen in your life where you have to say, you know what? I no longer can do it in my own strength. And I need him to come through. I'm relying on him to come through. And when we begin to rely on him to come through, we say, you know what? What am I going to do? I'm going to wait patiently. I'm going to worship while I wait for him to deliver what needs delivered in my life. And that gets along with what I want to talk about this morning. Open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're talking about spiritual gifts. We're in the series called the Holy Spirit. We've probably got maybe another week or two left here. Uh, And then we're moving into a new series that's coming next. I think most of you are going to be excited about this. Some of you may not be excited about this. But the series is called Erie Christian Fellowship Church in the Last Days. Oh, yes. What does that mean, Pastor Jason? Why aren't you talking about that today? Because I want to get you excited to come back sometime in a couple weeks uh, when we start talking about that. But I'm excited about what God has been putting on my heart and what he's been putting on some of our leadership team's heart about what that looks like and how do we begin to do that. But you know what? Guys, we are one day closer to the last day than we were yesterday, okay? We are one day closer to his return than we were yesterday, right, Mary? We we were at the beach last night. I saw Mary at the beach. She was on her, uh, no, on the jet ski, and she's whistling out there from the lake. She's waving. I'm like, who is that? Who is that? That's Mary. Look at that. And she came and we said hi. But what I'm telling you is yesterday, Mary and I were at the beach, but today we're here in church, and we are one day closer to the last day. We're one day closer. Here's what God's going to do for us in these last days, which is what I'm excited. 1 Corinthians 12, starting in verse 4. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. Hallelujah. One Lord, one God. There are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the gift is given to each one for the profit of all. When God works these gifts, there is more than just profit for you. It's profit for others as well. As these gifts get poured out, and I believe as the Bible prophesies over and over, as we get closer and closer, the gifts are going to pour out more and more. The gifts are going to pour out more and more. Because I I believe because we're going to need them to pour out more and more. Like, that's the bad part of it. Like, oh, we're going to need more of the gifts to be poured out. But the good part is he is going to take care of us. He is going to pour out more of these gifts in our lives. For one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another word of knowledge, the same Spirit, to the faith, by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing, by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. Verse 11. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. It says to earnestly seek and desire these gifts. It says don't be ignorant of these gifts. 
but he also says that he is going to distribute them as he wills. He's, it's not like a Christmas list. We talked about this. It's not like, hmm, let me see what I want for Christmas this year. And you write down the list, and guess what? Have you ever not gotten what you wanted for Christmas? Hmm. Yes. Happens often, especially when you're young, because you ask for big things. But I love the faith of a child asking for big things, right? Come on, guys. This is what this is all about. Let's ask for these big things. Let's ask for these gifts to manifest in our life and let the Lord, as he wills, begin to distribute them in our life. So we broke down the different gifts. There are nine gifts, and, there are, and I, we broke them down in sections of three. There are three gifts of revelation. We've already went through those uh, in the pe- previous week. That was word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and the discerning of spirits. The next three that I want to talk about this morning are the gifts of power. The gifts of power. I love the gifts of power. Why? Because they're what testimonies are all about. They're what testimonies are made of. A word of knowledge can have a testimony for sure. A word of wisdom is great as a testimony. But these are what testimonies are made of. The gift of faith, the gift of miracles, and the gifts, plural, of healing. So I want to walk through each of these. I want to talk about them a little bit. And what I have is an example in my own life that I'm believing for, that I I'm truly believe that I will see happen and manifest and occur in my own life as we're walking through, as we're walking through these times that were in, in front of us. So the first one is the gift of faith. Let me tell you what the gift of faith is. It's this. It's the supernatural operation of the Holy Spirit. In the experience of the possessor, though the person who has the gift of faith, which enables them to sustain an unwavering trust in God, listen to this, for his personal protection and for the provision of his needs. Come on, church. Come on, church. Do we not want the gift of faith as we enter into the most unparalleled times in our history? Listen to that. The gift of an unwavering trust in God for his personal protection and for the provision of his needs. And the interesting part is, if you look at the gift of faith through the Bible and all the different examples, is it usually involves an element of danger. Hmm. Hmm. How about Daniel and the lion's den? Hmm. Daniel was operating with the gift of faith in his life, and those lions did not attack him. There was an element of danger that was happening there. You look at Elijah and the, and the ravens coming to feed him. You look at Daniel in the lion's den. You look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Daniel 3. You talk about having faith. Listen to what they said. We're going to turn to Daniel 3. I believe we have it up there. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. So the king's saying, will you kneel before these idols? Will you kneel before these things? And they're saying, you know what? We're not even going to answer you. No, we are not going to do that. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will, not, if, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, verse, verse 18, let, let it be known to you. Like, you know what? Even if it doesn't happen, the heck with you. I'm not bowing down to any of your idols. I'm not looking to this world for my answers or my solution. I'm going to worship the one true God, who he is, and I'm going to, I'm going to put my life on it. 
I'm staking my life on it. He says, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the golden image which you have set up. And so he throws them into the fire. Right, well, he actually made it seven times hotter. Throws them into the fire. And look at this. Look at verse 24. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. He was astonished because he's looking in there going, what is going on? The people who threw them in actually were burned up. It was so hot. And if you look at the story, he actually had them bound up in their own clothes and threw them in. Bound them up. Threw them into this furnace. And he says, oh my gosh, he's astonished. And he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, did we not cast three men into the midst of the fire? They answered, saying to the king, true, O king. And he says, but look, look, I see four men loose. Four men loose. The thing that they actually were bound up by, God shows up in the midst of a trial. God shows up in the midst of a trial. Even if you felt bound and you felt like you couldn't move, he breaks those chains. He breaks those chains. And the, look, there are four men in there walking in the midst of the fire. They're not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. It was like an angel. It was like a representation. It was God there with them. Look at that. They were loose and walking around. Could you imagine being there? Everyone else who got anywhere close was like, boom, they're done. And here they are. Wait, we threw those guys in there, bound up. Now they're walking around. That's right. They are walking around. One of the things I talked to the youth about last week, I have an interesting, and I didn't bring a tea bag. Uh, I didn't bring a tea bag with, and these youth who were there, they'll remember this. And I told them this story out of Daniel 3, and I held up a tea bag, and I said, Look at this tea bag. What flavor is it? Like, can I smell it? I was like, No, you can't smell it. Just look at it. It's like, what flavor is this tea bag? They're like, I don't know. How will you know what flavor this tea bag is going to be? You put it in what? Hot water. So if you think of yourself, if we believe we begin to think of ourselves as a tea bag, when hot water comes, what flavor begins to come out? What flavor begins to come out of our lives when we are in the midst of hot water? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, what flavor came out of them? Oh, no, no, I'm going to trust God and God alone. There will be people in the last days that will turn away. There will be people that are sitting in the church in the pews that will reject God in the last days. What flavor will you be when the hot water comes? And I'll tell you what's interesting. I'll tell you what's very interesting. Somebody had to intentionally put that flavor in there. Think about that. That tea bag did not go immediately into hot water. That tea bag sat somewhere for a while. It was processed for a little bit. It got shipped around. It made it to a store. It was just doing its thing, cozy as can be, all wrapped up in this little, you know, in the little thing before you rip it open. Then it gets ripped open and it gets torn. And there's a sense of the hot water that's coming. You know, you ever dip your foot in like some hot water? Like, ooh, that's hot. But when that tea bag goes in, what comes out of that tea bag is what was put into it. Church, I'm telling you, there are times of hot water coming. There are times of hot water coming. So you have to be aware right now, today, 
what are you putting in your tea bag? Because whatever you're putting in is what's going to come out. If you're putting the news in, it's the news that's going to come out. If you're putting the word of God in, it's the word of God that's going to come out. Come on, church. There are examples of the gift of faith that have happened in this church over its decades of existence. And the one I love the most is the man sitting right over there. Come on, church. The man sitting right over there. The man has the gift of faith. You understand that the gift of faith was working on the inside of him. Yes, we were all praying, and it all is working together. And yes, there was a man over there that says, he shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. But I'll tell you what, on the inside of him, on the inside of him, the inside of that man's teabag was the word of God. And when the time got there and the waters got hot and he was dipped in the hot water, what came out was the word of God. You know, when he woke up from his coma, the only thing he could do was quote scripture. I mean, come on. I mean, I first of all was probably like, what am I doing and why am I here? And then it was like, praise the Lord, right? And he starts quoting his favorite scripture for the day, whatever that one is. If you listen to his messages from, the, from a while ago, he'd always quote his favorite scripture for today, right? But the word of God was on the inside, so when it got hot, what came out was the word of God. And so my little example on the gift of faith, for me personally, is I wear contacts. You probably can't tell that, but I wear contacts. And so I truly believe, and I am standing in faith, that if I need contacts in any way, shape, or form, and I can't get them, God's going to deliver them to me. I'm not, I'm not joking around. I'm very, very serious. And I don't know what it is in your life that it'll come to be a time where you can't get something or you can't find something and you begin to panic. You begin to say, well, how am I going to be able to see if I don't have contacts? How am I going to be able to see if I don't have contacts? And you're going to believe in faith and God will deliver what you need. Because he hears us and he cares for us. Do you understand that? Okay, the next one. The gift of working of miracles. This contact example is going to flow through the whole thing. So I'm just getting started on my contacts, okay? The gift of working of miracles. And the reason I'm doing it is because hopefully you can remember this illustration as it works through the power gifts. The supernatural demonstration. This is the working of miracles. The supernatural demonstration of the power of God by which the laws of nature are altered, suspended, or controlled. Come on. The working of miracles. It's when, like, you know what? When something should happen, and it doesn't. When a car is sliding off the road, going to visit some friends in a snowstorm, and she says the word Jesus, and the car stops. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean it didn't careen off the... I mean, based on gravity based on velocity, based on the mass, based on all of Newton's laws and Einstein's laws and every other law you ever learned in school, says that that van should go off the side of the road. No. There are times when God works miracles. Miracles, miracles. And in these last days, as we're progressing through these things, God is going to release more and more and more miracles for those that believe in him and trust in him. Why? Because we're going to need it. We're going to need it, but he's going to deliver them to us. He is going to deliver these works of miracles. 1 Kings 18. 
1 Kings 18, verse 36. And it came to pass at the time of the offering and the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near the Lord and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and I am your servant. Look, he is declaring he is God. He is declaring it. And I'm your servant. Church, we are his servants. And that I have done these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord. Hear me, that this people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. And the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice. Think about that. Elijah's calling down fire from heaven. How many have seen fire come down from heaven? It's a little bright. I turn this oh, nobody, right? These are, God is going to do things. I'm telling you, he is going to work miracles. He is going to do things that absolutely astonish those who need to be saved. Every one of these stories that we're talking about, whether it's the gift of faith, the gift of miracles, the gifts of healing, they are all turning people's attention to God. Nebuchadnezzar, on that last story afterwards, he says, oh my goodness, let's now only worship the one true God, Daniel's God, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's God. And look what happens here, the same thing. Fire fell. Fire fell, and the Lord consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust. It licked up the water, everything that was in the trench. Now when the people saw it, what happens? They fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. These gifts of working of miracles will happen more and more, and it's turning people's attention to him. Think about the five loaves and the two fish. Come on, guys. That's a miracle in the New Testament. That amount of food cannot feed 20,000 people, but it did. And I hear stories after story of people in, in Africa and other places who need to feed 40 starving children, and they got this one small pot of chili, and they're dishing it out, and God keeps creating a miraculous thing, and they end up feeding everybody. Come on, where does that come from? It comes from him comes from him. So my contacts. What's going to happen to my contacts? Amen. Well, we're going to get to So the miracle, the gift of miracle would say that these contacts, which are 30-day disposables, somehow supernaturally last 60 days, and then 90 days, and then 120 days. Because you know what? Only God can make the contacts last longer. You understand that? He will do these things for us. There is hope. Even though we look forward and say, my goodness, what's going to happen? There is hope in all these things because God will deliver. And he comes. And he will come. He will come. But until that day, he delivers these things for us. And it's an amazing thing. Last one, gifts of healing. Gifts of healing. Y'all know what's going to happen to my eyesight now. I already got, okay. It's, it's okay. That's all right. No, not just because, I mean, I, I, everyone saw this coming. It's not super complicated. The gifts of healing. A supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit given to the church for the purpose of removing sickness, disease, and infirmity. I truly believe the gifts, plural, S, gifts of healing will get poured out more and more in the last days. Because there will be times where we cannot visit a doctor, God's going to do a healing for us. 
There are going to be times when, you know what, the contacts didn't show up at my front door and they lasted only 120 days and I'm all out. I truly believe God, knowing I need to see, will supernaturally heal my eyes. Come on, guys. You think this stuff's not going to happen? It's going to happen. It's going to be amazing. And those testimonies are going to arrest the attention of the unbeliever. We already have these testimonies that have happened in this church. Why are there gifts? Why is this the one, the only one that's plural? I believe that God set it up this way just like there are classes of diseases. There are gifts of healing that counteract each of the class of diseases. And I don't remember the number, if there's 17 or whatever it is, but there's different classes of diseases, and I believe he will pour out to different people different gifts of healing meant for different types of issues and diseases. Let's look at how this manifests in the Bible, Acts 3, verse 4. In fixing his eyes on him, with John and Peter, he said, look at us. So this man, he's asking for stuff. They're headed to church. This man's on the side of the road. Give you a little bit of the backstory, And he's asking for what? He's asking for money. He's asking for some gold. He's asking for some silver. Peter and John said, no, look at, look at us. And so this man gives them their attention, expecting to receive something from them. And Peter said, you know what? Silver and gold I do not have. And there may be a time where silver and gold we do not have. But what I do have, I give you. What I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. This is what's going to pour out in the last days. This is what's going to, we are going to see these things manifesting. And we're going to say, you know what? Rise up and walk. And we're going to see people rise up and walk. Interesting thing with the gifts of healing. Many times, if you look at the examples in the Bible, that the sick person has very little part to do with it. I'm not talking about the prayer of faith. I'm not talking about the prayer of agreement. I'm not talking about the elders anointing oil and laying hands on the sick. I'm talking about a supernatural gift of healing that the other person actually doesn't have much to do with at all. It's just God's supernatural power being manifest. You talk about Peter's shadow healing people as they're walking by. Come on. Amazing. These gifts. Worship team, if you want to come back up here. I want to close with this scripture, Acts 5. We'll talk about Peter with the shadow, verse 15. To such an extent, they even carried the sick out into the streets, laid them on cots and pallets. So when Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on any one of them. Also the people from the cities in the vicinity of Jerusalem were coming together, bringing people who were sick or afflicted with unclean spirits, and they all were being healed. You know what, church? We do not have to hide in these times. We do not have to put ourselves away in some bunker somewhere, unless the Lord tells you to do it. But I am telling you, it is not the time for the church to be hidden in the bunker. It is time for the church to be known as the church, to do the works of the church, 
And when people are, they're going to say, oh my gosh, I need to go to that person's house. You're like, I don't want anybody coming to my house in these last days. But you know what? They're going to come because they're going to need something. And they're going to need something that only you have because of him. Because of him. And this is what gets me excited. These pouring out of these power gifts in the last days. Say, so what am I supposed to do this morning with this? We're going to sing this last song, and I just want to encourage you to seek him. To seek him. What care did you have that you walked in with? What concern did you have? It was like, I don't know if I can be prepared for this. I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what to do with that. I believe the Lord's saying this morning is, I see you. I see you. And I've got you covered. I see you. I love you. I care about you. And I've got you covered. Obey my commands. Do what I've asked you to go do. But you will not be prepared for everything. But I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. I will be with you to the end of the days. We're going to sing this song one more time. Oh, praise the name. If for, I don't know what it might be. But on any account, whether you need healing in your life, whether you didn't come up when we sang this song the last time, and you still need to come up, because I believe there's at least two people here that still need to do that. We're going to stand and we're going to worship. And we're going to thank him. And we're going to ask for more of him in our lives. More of the gifts to flow and manifest in our lives. But if you come up here, and we're just going to quickly, Liz and I will come up here together. We will just lay hands on you quickly and pray for you. Whatever it is, whatever need you have, whatever concern you walked in, cast that care this morning to him. Bring it up here, right here. Cast it to him. I don't know what I'm going to do about this. Bring it up here. Bring it up here. He will take care of it. He will take care of it. He will take care of it. So let's sing this song together. And I encourage you just to come up here. Stand with me here this, this morning. That's you on any account. Just come up here. Come to the altar and we'll pray for you. Uh, sure, come up. In my mind, I'm always like, well, we're just going to pray for people real quick. This is going to go real quick. Then the Lord says, I, first, first guy, right? We got right there. Pat, I was just starting to pray. and was just like, Mm-mm, we're not going real quick today. I know it's late. Whatever. 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 We don't have comfy Christianity here. Sometimes we're a little uncomfortable, and that's okay. Inconvenient. Inconvenient. No. Should be inconvenient. Yeah, sometimes. That's right. As you were preaching, I just felt, I don't even know what you said, but um, it was something about when, oh, the hot water. If you are walking, if you're actively seeking for the call of God in your life, if you're actively seeking, knowing, knowing, if it's a reality to you that you're going to stand before him someday, and he has a mission for you, he has, he has things that he has prepared for you to do, and if we don't step up to do those things he'll give the assignment to someone else and it's our loss it's our loss nothing we do ever jeopardizes his love for us we don't we we're not it doesn't our love our his love for us is not on like on the line that's not on the line but our joy in serving him 
Our, our great reward of, of mission accomplished, that's always on the line. And when you are all pressing in and available, if you're saying, Lord, use me, show me, take me, he, you will find yourself in over your head over and over and over again. Right. And it's uncomfortable. Right. And, you know, he gives times of rest. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. When you're in a time of rest, soak it in. Soak it in. Um, because those times are important. But you will be in over your head and you will be in hot water and you will grow and your life will grow beyond, beyond what you can do. And then he meets you and he meets you with the power of his Holy Spirit, the power of provision. Do you know how excited I get when people come up for prayer and I'm just sitting there receiving, I take notes. I don't know what he's preaching on. I love taking notes when he preaches, when anyone preaches. But I don't know what God's going to do. And he says, Liz and I are going to pray. And I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, just pour out. Pour out what you have, Lord. And you, you come up here, and when he begins to do it, and you be, he begins to give words into people's lives, it's exciting. It's exciting. It's the God of heaven of all creation, the King of kings, coming right here to meet those who took steps and who came forward. And he does it. And we get to be a part of it. Because we said yes at some point. When we were already in over our head, we said, okay, this too? Yes. You lead and we'll walk. We'll run. You lead. He leads. So let's go out this morning and be encouraged. It's not about comfort. It's not about convenience. It's not about being on time to end church. It's about meeting with the Lord and drinking in all that he's willing to pour out upon us. And he's willing to pour it out. Amen. Well, I've got some prayer teams that are going to come up here. There'll be a prayer team here and there. If you're here and you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, if you've been walking through life on your own, today is a day of salvation. And these teams will, you guys can come on up. These guys will pray for you. They'll lead you in that prayer. Your life will never, ever be the same again will never be the same again. You will put your, your trust in Him, in Jesus, and in Jesus alone, and your life will never be the same again. If you need prayer for anything else that you didn't already come up here for, healing in your life, a relationship, whatever, these guys will be up here after service and they'll pray for you. But I want to send you off with this benediction out of Romans 15. It says, Now may the God of patience, thank you, Lord, thank you for being patient with us, and comfort, grant you to be like-minded toward one another according to Christ Jesus that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify one mind, one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. You are dismissed. Have a wonderful week.